April 15th has arrived. Oh my goodness. Probably the, for a lot of you, including myself, the, the most feared day on the calendar each and every year. I do not like the 15th of April. If there's one day that we could kind of skip past, it would be today. But we can't do that here on the Y'all Show. We have to bring you all kinds of Southern goodness. This is the show that's all about the South. I'm your host, John Rawl. And on today's Y'all Show, just like every other program in the country, we can't deny, we'll talk about Tiger Woods winning his fifth green jacket. Later this hour, Jason Nall will be stopping by. And Jason is the executive director of the Southern States Junior Classics. And he will recap Woods' big win in Augusta on Sunday. And what a tremendous comeback for him, not only on Sunday, but really his whole career, which has been literally the subject of so much criticism and ridicule and laughter for so many. And Tiger Woods, I didn't think he'd ever win a tournament period, much less a major and much less the Masters, for goodness sakes. And he comes through and wins on Sunday. We'll get Jason's thoughts and our Y'all Street Business Report, which means in addition to talking about Woods' win in Augusta, we'll talk about the economic impact the Masters has on golf, as well as Tiger Woods' win, what that means financially across the Southland. All that coming up at the end of the hour. Before we get to Tiger Woods' talk, we'll have our hashtag hullabaloo. And before we get to that, in just a second, I'll have your complete look at the weekend headlines from throughout the region. In hour two of today's Y'all Show, Besides golf, there was some other off-the-field happenings across the country on the weekend, and we'll tell you about that in our weekend sports review to start Hour 2. And then we'll shift over to Jerry Short. One of the things Jerry Short's going to tell us in his tales from Takapola is how the storms that came through Mississippi, how that uh, affected him. In fact, he talks a lot. I think we'll talk to him about meteorologists and how they really help out people like Jerry. But no matter what part of the South you live in, some way there's probably a local meteorologist that you tune into when in, there's bad weather. And boy, these meteorologists, a lot of them in small markets do a great job. So we, we give a special salute to those fellows and ladies in hour two. Plus we'll wrap it up in hour two talking to Jerry about Como, Mississippi. And the reason that we're going to talk about Como and specifically the water tower in Como, I was just in the Como area on Sunday. I am actually in Oxford right now. I am in Oxford, Mississippi, Lafayette County. I'll be here all week, appearing daily on the Y'all Show from Oxford, Mississippi. John Rawl. Yes, that's where we are. And we'll hopefully have some other Oxford-related guests on later in the week. But going through Como, a place that Jerry Short lived when he was a little, little lad, it reminded me of a story, and Jerry's going to tell you about his time that he climbed the water tower. All that's in hour two of today's show hey if you want to connect to us here on y'all you don't have to meet us up in oxford you can find us any time you want our number is 803-816-1170 you can find us on twitter and instagram at y'all show and our website is yall.com well we have some magnolia state headlines to get to as we start our look at the weekend in news and we had some powerful storms sweep across the entire south over the weekend and at least eight people have been killed and dozens injured, including in Mississippi. Now, in Mississippi, they had one man killed in Hamilton, Mississippi. Hamilton is in Monroe County. That is in northeast Mississippi. He he died when a tree fell on his house. The town that probably received the most damage that I could read was near Pollock, Texas, uh, about 150 miles southeast of Dallas, and there was a really bad storm there. Two children were killed on a back road in east Texas when a pine tree fell into the car that they were riding in. 
in Pollock, Texas. And I know also in Franklin, Texas, there were some really bad weather. Also saw a video, you might have seen this too, put out by the Associated Press of a tornado being caught on video since this was a daylight tornado that came through the town of Tilden, Texas. Someone with those, with those cameras that are streaming on the side of their home actually has a video of the tornado going over their home there in that area of Texas. So, and again, it moved on across into Mississippi where people died. A 95 year old person was the one that died in Hamilton, Mississippi. Roy Ratliff, when the tree crashed onto his trailer in Hamilton, Mississippi, lived to be 95 years old and then died because a tree fell on his trailer there in Monroe County. And we just know that so many people had to deal with the weather. A, a tornado nearly tore up. The Mississippi State University campus, it actually went about a mile east of that. I think Jerry's going to talk about that in hour two. Just tremendous damage right here in Mississippi. But no matter where you are in the south in Alabama, of course, because of the bad weather coming, they moved the Masters up on Sunday to uh, 9 o'clock start time or something like that. And I think that might have had an impact on the, the way that the whole tournament worked out. But more importantly, we've lost a lot of lives over the weekend because of the storms and tornadoes that pushed through the South. And if you can help out any of those that have suffered, actually I saw a high school classmate of mine lives in Texas and he had a lot of damage in his yard. And he went on Facebook on Sunday to point out that he didn't own a chainsaw and all these random people just started coming up in his yard and help kind of cut back the limbs and, and help, somewhat get his life back to normal that's the kind of stuff that happens in these awful tragedies and let's not discount that that's a great thing and hopefully kevin and all you in texas that had bad damage or whatever state you might be in we hope you can get through this as quickly as possible and remember those who lost their lives here over the league last weekend also here in mississippi three people died sunday in a plane crash in union county Mississippi. The sheriff of Union County, Jimmy Edwards, says that the people killed were pilot Tommy Nix and his wife, Merlene Nix of Belmont, Mississippi. Belmont is kind of on the state line with Alabama near Red Bay, Alabama. Also killed in the plane crash was co-pilot Jared Holloway of Boonville, Mississippi. FAA spokesman Rick Breitenfeldt says that the Rockwell Sabrer Liner 65 aircraft crashed about 1030 actually on Saturday night between New Albany and and Blue Springs, Mississippi. This is about 20 miles to the west of Tupelo. The plane was bound for Alabama's Marion County Rankin Fight Airport from Oxford, Mississippi, where it crashed from right here to left Oxford, heading back to that part of Mississippi slash Alabama and crashed in Union County. And three lives were lost on Saturday night when that happened. Another story from here in North Mississippi, golly, all kinds of stories. This one uh, not quite as bad as three people dying, but actually it's a, it's kind of a terrible story, but it has a crazy good ending here. A bulletproof vest helped save a Marshall County, Mississippi sheriff's deputy when he was shot twice more in, uh, twice more in the chest by a gunman who approached him as he played dead. Daniel Tatum was wounded on Friday night in Marshall County. That's just north of here. It's on the Tennessee line. He was shot in the arm, shoulder, and a leg by a man who later killed himself after a four-hour standoff. Tatum played dead on the ground, hoping he wouldn't be shot in the head, according to the sheriff of Marshall County, Kenny Dickerson. And the suspect did, in fact, approach the wounded sheriff as he was lying there helpless. And he shot him as he was lying there helpless. 
Luckily, those shots went into his bulletproof vest, saved his life, and the man went back inside, and he got on Facebook. Ultimately, this man who later killed himself, Randy Vault, a 33-year-old, he went on Facebook. I think he apologized on Facebook somewhat. Then he came out later after a standoff and surrendered to police, but in doing so, he also pulled a gun out and shot himself and killed himself. This happened late Friday night in Marshall County, Mississippi, which is just north of Oxford between Oxford and the Tennessee state line. So more headlines coming from right here in Mississippi. A study has come out and it finds diabetes that it, there's a drug that may prevent or slow kidney disease. This drug's helped control blood sugar and people with diabetes now has been shown to help prevent or slow kidney disease, which causes millions of deaths each year and requires hundreds of thousands of people to use dialysis to stay alive. This is wonderful news if this ends up proving more and more true. Doctors say it's hard to overstate the importance of the study and what it means for curbing this problem, which is growing because of its obesity epidemic. And the study tested Janssen Pharmaceuticals drug Ivanaka. I think that's how that's Avacana, I-V-O-K-A-N-A. Some of these pharmaceuticals have very strange names, as in the case here. And the results were discussed over the weekend at a medical meeting in Australia. Now, reading this headline lets me remind all y'all here on the Y'all Show, which is all about the South, that unfortunately, every single state in the U.S. that is the highest states for diabetes are all in the South. These are states where the percent of adults with diabetes is between 12 and 16%. And every single Southern state is in that. Well, every state that's in that category is in the South. Those states include, and I'll rank them from the worst to the best of the worst, okay? West Virginia, 15, 15.2% of its adults have diabetes. Right here in Mississippi, 14.2. They're in second place. Alabama's 14.1 in third place. Louisiana, 13.6% of adults have diabetes. That's fourth. South Carolina, 13.4%. Tennessee, 13.1% of its residents have diabetes. Kentucky, 129 Oklahoma, 12.7%. Arkansas, 122 Those are states in the South that nine states all with diabetes levels of at least 12% of the adults with diabetes. Who Who is the healthiest state from a diabetes standpoint in the South? Well, you have to look real, real hard at the numbers, but the state that arguably would be that would be Missouri. Missouri is the 29th state listed here with 10.4% of its residents with diabetes. What state has the least amount of diabetes in the country? That would be Utah at 7.1%. Big difference between 7.1% and West Virginia's 15.2%. Hopefully we can find a cure for that real soon or at least live healthier lives to, to not have problems with diabetes. That would be cool. To Alachua, Florida, a large flightless bird that's native to Australia and New Guinea attacked and killed its owner over the weekend when the man fell on his farm in Florida and it killed him. The Alachua County Fire Rescue Department said that a cassowary, which is again from Australia and New Guinea, it killed a man Friday on the property near Gainesville, likely using its long claws. And unfortunately, the man again who owned this bird died. Cassowaries are similar to emus and stand up to six feet tall and weigh up to 130 pounds with a black body feathers and distinctive bright blue heads and necks. 
scary creatures. Luckily, we don't have them all over the place, but unfortunately, they can be deadly in this case. More creature news, but this is a much happier creature news, especially if you're a fan of the Tennessee Vols, as the university is set to unveil 10 smoky statues that will pay tribute to the University of Tennessee's mascot lineage. And these statues will be unveiled around campus, and they will honor the famous blue tick coon coonhound mascot of the Big Orange. The statue series will pay tribute to the 10 dogs that have served as Tennessee's official mascot since 1953, and they've been unveiled as part of the orange and white game. And the new statue near the pedestrian bridge will be among the ones out there. Visitors can see the statues on the hill at UT Gardens, the Tennessee Recreation Center for Students, the corner of Lake Loudon Boulevard, and the Philip Fulmer Way are some of the many places you can get these statues of Old Smokey, the Tennessee Vols statue. And perhaps Smokey, the real Smokey, will be barking up a storm when the Tennessee Vols get a few more wins on their schedule. If you're a fan of UT, I'm sure Alabama fans don't want you to win a single game this year. <laughs> Well, that is our headlines from across the South as we start out this week here on y'all on Tax Day 2019. When we come back, we will have hashtag Hullabaloo. And later this hour, Jason Nall will be standing by just outside of Augusta National with his latest report on Tiger Woods picking up his fifth green jacket over the weekend. This is y'all. Imagine a mouthwash that whitens your teeth in just four days. Your party's this weekend. I'm so excited. New Act Whitening Mouthwash. Imagine strengthening your enamel. I'll take one of those brownies with extra pecans, please. Imagine safely removing stains every day. Coffee, ladies. I'll have an espresso. Imagine having a brighter, whiter smile in four days. New Act Whitening. Party time. I'm ready. Stop imagining. Start acting. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. Okay. Uh, two days until the first credit card bill's due, and then the next one's on the 12th. Oh, wait, wait. Is it the 14th? Oh, and I don't get paid for two weeks. Racking your brain to make credit card payments? Simplify your monthly expenses with a credit card consolidation loan through Avant. Avant helps you consolidate your debt into one fixed monthly payment at a competitive rate. Apply in just minutes. If approved, your funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. Consolidating the debt has put me back in control of my finances. To consolidate your credit card debt, go to Avant.com today. You could receive a loan from $2,000 to $35,000. Use promo code 2929 and you'll get a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. Just go to Avant.com and enter promo code 2929. That's A-V-A-N-T promo code 2929. This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 1717. That's promo code 1717 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Well, 
if you haven't got those taxes done and you need a little break, here is your chance here on today's Y'all Show with John Raw. Welcome back. And you need a little, not only maybe a little pause for the calls, you need a little laughter here on this Monday after the Masters. And to do that, we start off with a little hashtag hullabaloo on this first day of the work week. And our first tweet on hashtag hullabaloo comes from Timothy Rayner Holland. And it's at R-A-Y-N-O-R Holland on Twitter. And Timothy describes himself as a Southern gentleman living a blessed life with the help of great friends, fond memories, and good whiskey. Now that is a good profile, Timothy Rayner Holland. And this is the tweet that caught our eye here on the Y'all Show. And Timothy writes, In honor of the upcoming season of Bravo TV's Southern Charm, I'm re-watching all the previous episodes. But let's be honest, I only watch for at Palatishul and at Cameron Eubanks. Those are the Twitter handles of Paula Altshul and Cameron Eubanks, who are stars, I guess you could say, of this show on Bravo called Southern Charm. And this is an example or time for me to tell you if you're looking for a show to watch. This is a boy i don't know how to describe it i've seen some of it i don't have bravo tv so i don't keep up with southern charm these days but it's kind of a combination of a train wreck and a good propaganda piece for the south i mean it shows off the beauty and the beauty in terms of the scenery and beautiful people like cameron eubanks cameron eubanks is one of the best attractive whatever word you want to say going I know so because we featured her and did an interview with her in the pages of y'all magazine back when she was on some kind of reality show or something like that, like 15 years ago in the passage of time, Cameron's done you well. And, uh, but there's, it's, it's a show of beautiful people. They're beautiful people on there. In fact, one of the beautiful people on there is no longer on there. That would be Thomas Ravenel, the kind of czar of all things Southern charm. He kind of got kicked off the show for his, off-the-camera antics. This is a guy who grew up in a privileged Charleston home who ended up being South Carolina's, what do they call that in South Carolina? Maybe the Commerce Secretary? I mean, he was a statewide elected position, and after he had been on the job about a year, he went to jail because he was involved in a cocaine takedown. I don't know if he was a user or a distributor distributor or seller or what, but yeah, he went to federal prison for a while. And then this whole Southern Charm came out and made him kind of like the playboy of Charleston. He's like the Southern Hugh Hefner, Thomas Ravenel, T-Rav. But he's not on there anymore because of some of his antics away from the scene of Southern Charm. And frankly, I can't keep up with him. And he's my fellow Citadel alumnus. He's probably the winner of the worst Citadel alumnus uh, just because of the headlines, that is. And I'm perhaps the second worst alumnus. <laughs> uh, Look out, T-Rev. I'm coming after you, man. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the Southern Charm, it's, it's, it's just a show you need to see. But if nothing else, it makes Charleston look wonderful because that's where it's primarily filmed. They do go on the road, though. I've seen them go to the mountains of North Carolina before, and I know they go to Georgia and perhaps other places. But, yeah, Timothy Rayner Holland on Twitter, when you put out that you can watch this uh, upcoming season of Southern Charm, I guess they're promoting it heavily on Bravo TV. And, hey, if they're going to have a new season, that means they have the ratings going for it. So people are intrigued by, as the guy, Shep, I think is the kind of star of it now. I think I see his name on pop up on social media and he may even have his own spinoff show, I think. 
But yeah, Matthew, uh, Timothy, good good for you to to be able to, to tune that in. Matthew Rowley is on Twitter at m b r o w l e y. How about this? Timothy Rayner said he liked good whiskey. Well, Matthew Rowley is a booze writer. He writes about booze. For some of you, that's like the perfect job. He also likes books and such. And he's an erstwhile museum curator and Southern Foodways Alliance board member. Now, the Southern Foodways Alliance is based right here where I am today, Oxford, Mississippi. That is on campus at the University of Mississippi at UM, at University of Mississippi. And Matthew's also a James Beard finalist, so he must be a pretty good writer slash cook, cook or chef or whatever they call it, the fancy word here. Matthew put a tweet out that said, Keeping the Southern in Southern California cooking tonight. Collards and bacon with the last of the greens planted this autumn. Okay. Now he's got a beautiful picture of collards alongside a big knife. And Matthew, as a gentleman right here, you're, you're listening to a fellow who grew up in collard green royalty. Yes. My family, as I've said on the show many times, perhaps. That's what my family does. We grow collard greens and turnips and mustard and other things. I don't, but my kinfolk, my brothers and my mom and dad are involved and I'm the, I'm the rebel of the bunch. I'm doing this show instead of out there chopping collard greens. But I bring this up today because you are correct. When you have that picture of your collards, which look wonderful and yummy, you got a big knife, not a little steak knife. You've got a freaking big knife you'd use to, chop a big old pig and that's what you got to have when you're out chopping collard greens or i call them cutting collard greens no little small little small knife's going to do the job you got to have a big knife and i've cut myself out there bending over slicing those collard greens getting them ready for people to put on their table so that's the word of the day look at matthew rowley's tweet see the great picture of collards but also see that big knife because if you're going to have some big-time collards, you got to have a big-time knife. Gary Apple is on Twitter at USMCHKY. And I think that might be USMCHKY. I'm going to guess it's USMC as in Marine Corps. HKY could be Hopkinsville, Kentucky, perhaps. Just a guess. But Gary Apple puts on Twitter as part of his profile, Southern, comma, Marine, comma, Eagle. Now, I don't know what you mean by eagle, but I got the whole Southern and Marine part. What I don't understand, Gary, is your picture has you wearing a Clemson Tiger Paul t-shirt. Come on now. You could do better than that, Semperfy. But I do have to come to his defense, Gary, because you put something out on Twitter over the weekend that I actually tuned in and, and caught this myself, and it fired me up. And now, I like to watch Greg Gutfield on Fox. He's got his own show. I know he's on the five Monday through Friday, but on Saturdays, he has his own show called the Greg Gutfeld show. And he's got a cast of clowns that join him. And it's a, it's a funny show. Greg is a, a very funny guy, but if you watched over this past weekend, as Gary, so very well puts here in his tweet, he took a stab at the South on his show. And I don't like it. Gutfeld was talking about something and he mentioned something about people from the South. And it was not, it was a derogatory term he used toward our part of the country. And Gary called out him on Twitter. Gary Apple says at Greg Gutfield and at Greg Gutfield show quote from the South WTF. Does that mean hashtag Southern? And then he copied cat temp and planet Tyrus 
on Twitter, the two people that were there with him. So, yeah, that's the problem with these national shows, okay? They are not generally in the South. I mean, hardly any show. We need an all-Southern show or at least a show that's pro-South and not looking to stab us in the back by people who aren't from here, who don't understand the South, who who don't understand the importance of the South. Remember, this is a region that is almost 45% of the entire American population. 45% of the entire U.S. population lives in Dixie. Keep that in your planner, folks. Take that, Greg Gutfield. Uh, and so we need a show that is at least pro-South or will defend the South and not use it as a punching bag. And also entertains and informs and covers all kind of things. We need a, a network or a show. A, uh, well, guess what? We got it right here. It's the y'all show. And one of these days we're going to put Fox out of business for, we just need y'all. We need y'all to help us out. Does that sound like a good deal? And that is your hashtag hullabaloo on this Monday edition. We're not going to take it from Yankees like Greg Gutfield and we need Southerners. We need people from the South to stand up that are on these national platforms. People like, and oddly enough, we're in Oxford right now, Shepard Smith is from that same town we talked about in the headlines today. He's from Holly Springs, Marshall County, Mississippi. And he talks about Oxford, but Shepard needs to do a better job when he's on Fox, which I don't even know when that is anymore, of of defending the South. Don Lemon, I know he talks about Louisiana, but he needs to do a better job of standing up for the South, in my opinion. Don't use the South as a punching bag. And that's about it. I mean, you got Don Lemon from Louisiana, Shepard Smith's on Fox. He's from right here in Mississippi. I know that Ainsley Earhart's on the morning show on Fox. She's from Columbia, South Carolina. And I'm really trying to think of anybody else. I know Anderson Cooper on CNN. His father is from right here in Mississippi, but he never talks about that. Uh, that may be about it. We need to do a better job. Uh, at least I don't need to tell you this. Our people running our media outlets that are reaching all of the nation they need to have southern defenders like yours truly perhaps show up on a on a regular basis that would be good but if you can do better than me more power we, we want you to hear y'all's voice right here on the y'all show when we come back we're going to hear the voice of jason all he's executive director of the southern states junior classics he'll be on to talk about tiger woods winning his fifth green jacket at the masters over the weekend and what else is going on with the impact of woods's victory in the CSRA. That's coming up next year on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirror bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the blue star in the first aid section. Feel blue star work fast or your money back. Allergy sufferers, my name's Nigel. As a wise and educated owl, I know the difference between what's wise and unwise. Suffering needlessly with allergy symptoms, unwise. Getting a free 10-day sample of Zizol, quite wise. Zizol is the allergy medicine that's just as effective at hour 24 as at hour 1 which makes getting a free 10-day sample one of the wisest things you can do. So don't be unwise. Be wise all and visit Zizol.com for your free sample today. Use as directed. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When you're always on the go, 
What would you prefer? An office phone system? Hey, it's Rochelle. Sorry I missed you earlier. Had an errand to run, but I'm back in the office, so give me a call when you get this. Or one that works on your cell phone. No hardware needed, courtesy of Grasshopper. Oh, one sec. It's a business call. Hi, this is Rochelle with WayForward Partners. How can I help? There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 1717. That's promo code 1717 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Monday after the Masters. Welcome back into Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. And on this spot on Mondays, we generally talk a little business with you. And we will get to some Southern golf business in just a second. But we bring on our friend from the Southern States Junior Classics, the executive director of that organization, Jason Nall. He's here on this Monday after the Masters to talk about what was one of the greatest masters we've seen in quite some time is Tiger Woods emerges with his fifth green jacket. How about that, Mr. Null? Tiger Woods, Masters champion. Who thought we may never be able to say that again? And in fact, you didn't this predict this. we can. You didn't predict that, and so you're fired. You should have given us a heads up that this could happen last week when we had you do your preview of this year's Masters. Told you it was a great question mark. <laughs> I said, did the Tiger finishing second in the PGA Championship last year and then winning the Tour Championship, was that the crescendo of the comeback? We didn't know. Now, I picked, I picked Dustin Johnson, who finished second, one shot behind Tiger Woods. So let's don't throw me under the bus. I think you said just, promising things about Brooks Kepka, who I think also was in a tie for second, right? That's correct. But Brooks Kepta, Zach Johnson, Francisco Molinari, none of those guys could get in the way of history on Sunday. This was about history. And I tell you, from my, my generation, we grew up hearing our parents, our dad, tell us about how great Jack Nicholas was. We knew he was the greatest of all time, but we heard the stories and we saw it. And then in 1986, Jack Nicholas put together one last run for history and won the 1986 Masters, and we all saw it with our eyes, and it's my favorite Masters ever. There were so many similarities in 1986. My kids got to see Tiger Woods, not just see the highlights and hear about the greatness. They got to see him go toe-to-toe with the Bombers and Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka and the Stars and Francisco Molinari, who won the Open Championship last year. And the up-and-comers like Xander Shoffley and put them all away and just play a 
better in nine holes, make every move just right on the back nine on Sunday and win the Masters. It's just incredible. It's the greatest thing uh, in golf and the greatest thing in sport that's happened in a long, long time. What a comeback from everybody knows the lows that Tiger's been through, both physically, mentally, the humility of the social media. He didn't know in his soul if he could win another major. Nobody else did, including me. He went out there and got it done yesterday. It was yeah. incredible. And to his credit, he won. There's no doubt about it. He picks up his fifth green jacket from Augusta National. And the the neat thing about it is he didn't really do anything that unbelievable in that final round. He just played good golf. He didn't have some miraculous 100-foot putt or anything like that. But he didn't. what he didn't do is he didn't screw up like Francisco Molinari did and others who had double bogeys and such. He just kind of played consistent golf, and that's all he needed to do to emerge as the victory. Well, back in 1986, when Jack Nicklaus won that sixth green jacket, Seve Ballesteros, he, he died a watery death on 15. And it, it reminded me so much of Francisco Molinari, who had something had to happen, and he made a mistake on 12 and went at that pin and would, could not feel the wind and the ball went in the water and then he went in the water again on 15 and he got it out of the way and Tiger played veteran golf he was in contention and he made great decisions and put the ball in the perfect spot all through that back nine where he was not going to make a bogey it was going to be a birdie or a par and he plotted his way through that back nine as a great uh, veteran and understanding that course that's one thing about the masters in augusta we played at the same course every year we all know those holes and to see francisco molinari make that mistake on 12 uh, you know maybe he didn't watch as many of the masters as i did but you had to go to the middle of that green especially with the two-shot lead he went at that pin and he died a watery death well he wasn't the only one brooks kepka also found water yeah in that same area of the course and others too that's right i guess they all got a little greedy and when it comes down to the final round of the Masters, sometimes you've got to be a little bit more aggressive. And I think some of those players knew that they had to be aggressive, and it cost them in the end. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, maybe so. And, and you know, fate has a lot to do with things. And maybe it was just meant to be for Tiger to be in that last group. Think about it this way. Tiger wouldn't have been in the last group had they not had to move the final round up to a double T start and go threesomes off of both sides at 7.30. And they went threesomes instead of traditional Masters twosomes. By going threesomes, that allowed Tiger to be in the last group. And the last group, Molinari, felt that pressure, that Tiger pressure that people haven't felt in a decade. But you're playing with Tiger Woods, you've got the biggest crowds, and you've got the whole world, it felt like, at Augusta National rooting Tiger on. And Francisco Molinari blinked, opened the door, and Tiger took advantage of it like uh, like a five-times Masters champion might do. Well, here on the Y'all Show, we kind of tell it like it is, Jason Nall, and we want to congratulate Tiger Woods, the resident of Florida in his adult years now living down there, and that's great for him, but uh, I won't win the award for the biggest Tiger Woods supporter. I, I'm not going to say I don't like him. I'm just not going to go out and buy a T-shirt in celebration of this Masters, nor will I buy a green jacket in celebration of him in the Masters. And one of the reasons I don't like him is the distractions that he brings. Not necessarily his fault, but man, you have, people go out of their mind. when, And, and it's not just the, the gallery or the patrons, in this case at Augusta National, the networks, man. It's like, it's like the biggest news of the day when Tiger Woods plays golf. Is that not great for the sport? No, I don't like Is that. Is that not great for golf? No, it's not. 
I, I think it is. Look, Tiger Woods has always been a lightning rod. He's always been a polarizing figure. There's no question. 60% of the world loves him, and 40% of the world uh, probably enjoyed that car wreck more in 2008 than, than him <laughs> winning, winning the first 14 majors. Forgive but, me as I laugh my tail off here. That's funny. <laughs> but I'm in that 60% that really always uh, – loved his greatness and loved his determination. And somehow he always had that ability during that stretch run from 1997 to 2008 to make the big putt when he had to make it. But now to see him come back, be humbled by everything that life threw at him, both physically, mentally, and be able to go out there against today's modern stars, which hit the ball further than he, than he did even in his prime. And, put on that show it inspired me and i think it inspired a lot of people i understand your side of it as well uh but at the end of the day america loves an underdog and somehow tiger woods found a way to become an underdog and a lot of people that didn't pull for him in 2008 might have pulled for him in 2019 and uh it was a sunday to remember for many of us in the golf world some people still pulling against a guy. Maybe you. I'm well, not sure. well, here's the thing. That's why golf's so great. I don't really like Tiger Woods, but in golf, you don't really have teams. Like, you don't have arch rivals. And so, you can't help. Even though you, he may not be your favorite, good Lord, you can't deny. Here's a guy who won the Masters, the greatest tournament out there. And he beats all these up-and-comers. These guys that grew up idolizing him, he goes out there with all, with all the problems. We, we all know we, you just told us some of them. And he comes out, and, and this is the one tournament everybody wants to win. Everybody goes out of their way to try to win the Masters, and he is the one that prevails. So you've got to salute that. got to salute it. So 15 now major championships. That's only a second behind Jack Nichols, who has 18. Now the question becomes, you know, he finished second in the PGA Championship at the end of last year. He won the Tour Championship at the end of the FedEx playoffs, and now he's won the first major of this year. Are we seeing another Tiger run, like the runs we saw between 97 and 2008? Everything's back on the table right now. The next major championship, the PGA Championship moves forward in the schedule. It's at Beth Page Black. Tiger Woods won the U.S. Open at Beth Page Black. The U.S. Open is at Pebble Beach. Tiger Woods set the U.S. Open scoring record at Pebble Beach. It sets up for him. Now, can he continue this? Is this a Tiger streak like we saw 15 years ago? Again, I'll say I don't know. And if nothing else, my kids got to see Tiger Woods win a major championship, and that's special. And it's also special that his own kids were right there at Augusta National to see him win because just like your kids, they've seen video of Tiger Woods winning these big tournaments before but right. they got to see it there at least in their case in living person let's talk about some of the other names this is sure. where, there's a, if there's a reason i don't like tiger woods it's because he usurps everybody else and you don't even know there's anybody else out on the course when tiger woods playing but we did have some, right. we did have some good performances and a guy that i thought would emerge as a winner especially after the way he got started on sunday was the mad scientist bryson d chambeau he had a hole in one on 16 and he wasn't the only one <laughs> He did. He did have a hole in one on sixty. I think there were two yesterday. Um, Justin yeah, Thomas Shambo had the hole in one. Now he fell back. He was on top of the leaderboard, tied for the lead after day one. Finished the tournament. Uh, let's see, thirty ninth, maybe twenty ninth. So uh, he fell back down the board, but he did have a, that hole in one and and had a um, 
had a, a good round of 70 on the final round. The top four finishers, including Tiger Woods, were all Americans, which is it's great. It's great to see the Americans shine at Augusta in the first major of the year. Um, Xander Shofley, he, he was in it. He shot 73 on the first day, finished up minus 12 or well, one shot back. He is a great young American golfer and uh, really had several, you know, he was in the mix in the last three holes um, of this Masters yesterday and, and had a great tournament. Yes. Well, again, it's a great statement, a great uh, weekend in Augusta, Georgia. And I want to tell you, since this is kind of the area of our show each Monday that we kind of do some of the business talk, we have Jason on here right now giving us the business of Tiger Woods winning the Masters for a fifth time. In case you don't know about the Masters in Augusta National, I'm reading a story from Wallet Hub, and they have some info about Augusta National. There, According to this article, there's about 300 total members of Augusta National Golf Club and Jason, I want to give you some of these inf- some of these details and tell me if you can agree or disagree. Roughly 300 members of the Augusta National Golf Club and the initiation fee, as reported from WalletHub.com, how much do you think it is? One point two five million. Nope, thirty thousand dollars. Okay, there you go. What's the annual? dues for each of its 300 members according to wallet hub this is coming from them i'm, I'm not gonna let you guess on this one the okay. annual dues for members of augusta national golf club twenty two hundred dollars a year <laughs> that's cheaper than some of the really terrible golf courses out there well yes thirty thousand dollars and then the ability to come up with twenty five hundred a year will not get you a membership at augusta national you've got to also be uh <laughs> connected yeah, you got to be connected you, have, you got the whole point of being a member of gus is just who you are and who you know yeah yeah of course and you have to bring value to the membership and bring value to to the to the club so uh yeah I, I, of course they run a little tournament there called the masters and it generates quite a bit of money they have their own television deals on, on the event they have their own they do their own merchandise and we talked earlier in the week how there's nothing branded there there's not a coca-cola product although you might be drinking a coca-cola it's called a master's cola mm-hmm. uh there's not a bud light although you might be drinking a bud light you're drinking a master's light so they're they're uh, monopolizing their event as well, and it's a worldwide brand. So, I, you know, the fact that they even charge them twenty five hundred a year, I don't know. That must be the Christmas fund for the employees or something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they needed to keep the lights on. Well, it's a huge impact when they have the Masters that are at Augusta National each year, and and with Tiger Woods winning it, will only make it a big time. In fact, Jason, I saw a story about with Tiger Woods winning it, a lot of your betters really got a lot of money in the casinos or whoever else. They lost a lot of money on Sunday. Yeah, I saw I did, I saw one story of a gambler who bet 85000 on Tiger Woods to win and got back $1.9 million. So that's a pretty good clip right there. Um, uh, you know, yeah, and with gambling being legal now in many states and more states to come, uh, golf is is going to be a sport that is gambled on heavily, uh, even more so in the future. I can tell you that much, uh, because um, you know it's just it, it makes it interesting to watch. There's no question about it when you have a a horse in the race. Uh, so yeah, I'm sure Tiger Woods, uh, with his name alone, took 
a lot of action. And then I do know that one large bet that, that was made that where they cashed in. Another thing on the business side of golf is I thought, well, let me just check and see uh, how Nike's doing with the sales of these turtlenecks. Because Tiger wore the old school uh, turtleneck rather than the collared shirt throughout this tournament where they used to wear back in 2000. So I said, let me see if I can go to Nike.com and buy one of these turtlenecks. Uh, they were all sold out. So really? I imagine there's going to be a, you're going to see a lot of uh, new golf shirts without a collar with a turtleneck on it uh, in the next few months because they're going to be a hot item with Tiger Woods uh, winning again in a major championship. Which again, because I'm not out just uh, jumping up for joy, the Tiger Woods won on Sunday the Augusta Nationals Masters. I think he should have been disqualified, Jason. He should have been disqualified from the tournament because he didn't wear a collared shirt. <laughs> well. You're probably not alone in that thought either. <laughs> well, you but know that's again, a, that's a big deal it's, for tra- it's good for the game for tra- loosening up some of these things like a collared shirt. Well, uh, for traditionalists, anybody know that most golf courses do require a collared shirt when you go out there, and and especially at the Masters, for goodness' sake. I don't even know if you can go there as a spectator and not have a collared shirt on. Well, I promise you, next year if you have a Nike. Mock turtleneck and go in the gate. They're going to let you in. Uh, Tiger's a groundbreaker, man. He, <laughs> he, 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 for the first time, this is one of the things that jumps out to me when I think back on Tiger Woods and his impact on golf and, and beyond is we didn't think about golf being as athletic as it is today. Look at Dustin Johnson, look at Kepka, who are, you know, don't have an ounce of body fat and who, uh, are, are very, uh, muscular and you know tiger brought all that to golf tiger you you know it's legendary how hard he worked with training his body in fact he went too hard and that's some of his problems with his back came from that you know and so tiger looks at golf uh golfers as athletes and and uh so uh, that was more of an athletic style short shirt than than a golf shirt and so that's one of the things that Tiger has changed about the game. It's, it's more of an athletic game, and that was more athletic wear, uh, that, that material and that type of shirt. Yeah, he was kind of like a Todd Marinovich. You remember that guy? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. But, uh, I mean, think about it. Back in, you know, think about the walrus, Craig Stadler. You know, yeah. he, he, he never – he didn't even run to get a donut. And – uh these guys and John Daly, who we've talked a lot about. Oh, I've been on we, we cannot let you go today without giving us the John Daly report from the Hooters on Washington Road. <laughs> well, if you haven't seen it already, over the weekend, John Daly had a big victory as well. Tiger Woods is not the only guy leaving Augusta with his head up high. John Daly was challenged to a putting contest outside the Hooters on a little on an AstroTurf green that was out there. Guy said, I bet you 100 daily you can't make this putt. Well, Daly didn't even put his cigarette down. And he did ask somebody to hold his beer, and he one-handed putted about a 15-footer with looked like about three-foot of break right in the hole. Took the guy's $100 bill and went on about his business. So if you haven't seen that, just hit your Google button and Google John Daly putt <laughs> at Hooters, and you'll see it. It's uh, a... <laughs> He, John Daly had a big time as well in Augusta. Um, so it, it was fun. It was a great week. I mean, the two weeks of golf at Augusta this this year, 2019, I, I don't know if we'll ever be able to match it. Now, we've talked at length about the 
initial women's amateur. Many people thought they'd never see a woman play on Augusta. Not only did we see women play on Augusta, we saw them play at the top of their game. Then we had our annual now right of spring with the drive, chip, and putt, and the youngsters and the up-and-comers, and then a Masters for the Ages with Tiger Woods winning after a 14-year drought, his fifth green jacket. So what an incredible two weeks for golf in Augusta, Georgia. Yes, and speaking of Augusta and our money, $120 million-plus impact the Masters has on the CSRA each year, and that number is going to definitely go up beyond this year. And an estimated 250,000 people come to Augusta each year for the Masters. So wouldn't you like to be a town with a golf tournament called the Masters? Well, luckily, folks there in Augusta and surrounding areas, both on the North Augusta side in South Carolina and in the Augusta, Georgia area, all benefit from this wonderful tournament. Jason, speaking of South Carolina, the PGA Tour shifts to Hilton Head for a tournament. It's the Heritage this weekend. And later this week, we'll have you back on here to give us your preview of that tournament with the other rumblings in the post-Tiger Woods winning at Masters 2019 effect. So we look forward to catching up with you again later this week. Yeah, I, I will be glad to do that. We've got a couple of really nice uh, high-profile junior events next weekend, too, that we'll, we'll talk about. But I tell you what, I, you know, having only been now uh, on the show for a couple of weeks, and I'm just honored to have been able to, to talk about this event. Uh, it was a special week in golf. And so thanks, thanks for having us on. And, and to all you listeners, I, I appreciate it. And well, it was a big week in golf. I got a note here coming in today to do the show. Tiger Woods thanks you for your effort here on the Y'all Show. I'm sure he does. Maybe he'll send me one of those turtlenecks. I sure can't buy one. Yeah, he can send you one. I will never wear a mock turtleneck. I promise you that. Hey, thank you, Jason. Well, that will conclude our first hour of today's Y'all Show. Hang on if you enjoy a good time. Well, I promise you, you'll have a great time when Jerry Short, the teller of tales from Takapola, he'll be joining us in the second hour. Plus, there was more than just Tiger Woods in the sports world this past weekend. At the top of the next hour, we'll give you a complete recap of everything else that happened in the world of sports. If there was anything else all that's ahead on y'all talk with a southern accent continuing on with y'all talk with a southern accent and we hope you are enjoying your tax day and perhaps many of you filed weeks perhaps months ago kudos to you you are exactly the what you're doing exactly what you're supposed to and slackers like me as soon as i get done with the show today i'm going to run down to the post office and stick it in that's kind of a tradition for me i kind of wait till the very last day and it works i haven't gotten in trouble i haven't had an audit i'm not like the president who claims he's under audit i am not under audit so when i run for president i won't be able to use that as an excuse hopefully you're not under audit and hopefully, if, if you're just now finding out today's tax day and you got to file today, this isn't like the last few years where they gave you an extra day or two. You got to file today, April 15th, to make Uncle Sam happy. So do that if you don't mind. And also do this if you don't mind. Keep listening to y'all talk with a Southern accent with your host, John Rawl, because we are the fastest growing show in the world. That's about the South, at least. And we're glad that you could be a part of the y'all volunteer army. And you can go to y'all.com and learn more about this volunteer army and look at the incredible stories that are about this part of the country right on the y'all show. It's a tremendous website. 
growing by leaps and bounds. And we encourage you to go there and, and like us on Facebook as well, y'all.com on Facebook. Join that movement there. And of course, keep tuning us in each day as we broadcast not only on great radio stations, but if you get us via the podcast or maybe you're listening to us from y'all.com, thank you very much. Or should I say, thank y'all. Coming up in just a few minutes, we'll have our teller of tales from Takapola. Jerry Short will be coming on as we're here in Mississippi. And I don't have Jerry sitting beside me today, but I promise he's not too far down the road and we'll get him to come on and we just told you in, in the first hour about a bunch of headlines coming from not just Mississippi, but North Mississippi to be exact. I'm going to find out how Jerry fared with the weather that came through this part of the world over the weekend. And hopefully wherever you are in Dixie, you got through the storms. Okay. We start our headlines of the South from a sports perspective, non masters, non Tiger Woods perspective. Are y'all okay for that? Believe it or not, there was some sports that happened this past weekend that did not include Tiger Woods. I know that's hard for some of you to understand. But this first story, I didn't think this was possible. I thought this guy was dead and buried. We're talking about Will Wade, the head the head man at the rival school of where I am today in Oxford, Mississippi. The rival of this school resides in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, LSU. Go Tigers. And it turns out that the head basketball coach of LSU, Will Wade, who, if you'll remember back to a couple of weeks ago, right in the thick of things when LSU just won their regular season title in the SEC and they were going off to March Madness, this guy who had done a great job got suspended because of some things he did off the court and it got caught by the FBI. And now LSU has reinstated Will Wade as its basketball coach, according to its athletic director, Joe Oliva. He announced this last night. Wade was suspended more than a month ago for not meeting with the school and answering questions regarding his relationship with runner agent Christian Dawkins. And the two sides of the school and Coach Wade met, and now he's been reinstated at LSU. I have no idea if he's going to be able to stay there all the way into next season, but I just kind of assume LSU was going to go in a different route. He took over at LSU in the spring of 2017 after two seasons at VCU, and then he spent two seasons at the SOCON school Chattanooga, leading the mocks, and did great jobs at both UTC and VCU and went to Baton Rouge did a great job. LSU won the regular season title this year in the SEC. And with their interim coach, went on and got through, I guess, to Sweet 16 fun. They they lost their chance to go to the Elite Eight. But LSU is, for right now, staying with Will Wade as its head basketball coach. Pretty big story coming out of Baton Rouge on Sunday. Now, pretty big news coming from Charlottesville, Virginia on Saturday as a huge crowd, estimated to be about 21,000 fans, turned out to celebrate Virginia's first national championship in basketball. And they didn't go to the basketball arena. They went in Charlottesville to Scott Stadium, home of the UVA football team, and celebrated there after Virginia was back in town after beating Texas Tech last Monday, 85-77 to in OT, to win the first national title in basketball for the Virginia Cavaliers. Coach Tony Bennett said that the crowd was more than he expected, and he compared Saturday's celebration for the Cavaliers to that of Clemson's national champion football team when it was acknowledged during a basketball game on Clemson's campus back in January when UVA played there. So a great time for Cavalier fans and a big, big win for Virginia last Monday. Believe it or not, that's hard to believe that was a week ago, 
But sure enough, it's been a week since UVA has reigned supreme as the champions of men's college basketball. Well, this guy has a thing or two in his book about learning how to win national championships. Nick Saban, he told reporters over the weekend that he'd been dealing with a hip issue and that he will need to be evaluated by doctors. And this could require as much as six to eight weeks of recovery for the head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Saban said it's been a little bothersome and he wants to get his, he wants to get all this fixed, his hip, because he doesn't, he doesn't want to coach one more year. He says he wants to coach. And this is bad news for everybody else. Nick Saban said he wants to coach a lot more years. He's now 67 years old and is good in good spirits, even having these hip issues. And he often joked with reporters during the post-game conference of Alabama's Crimson and White spring game, or A-Day is what they call it in Tuscaloosa. And he was very, you know, I guess, in a good mood. You, you know, you don't really lose a spring game. I love this spring game for Nick Saban because he always goes out there in his suit and tie on. He's the only coach I know that wears a suit and tie and stands out in the middle of the field during a A day spring game. But it's kind of become a tradition in Alabama. They had four players on Saturday hurt because of injury. And so that was not something that would make the coach very happy. Also, defensive backs Shaham Carter and Jalen Davis wore black non-contact jerseys during the game as they are recovering from injury. Alabama opens the 2019 season on August 31st against Duke in the Chick-fil-A kickoff game in Atlanta, Georgia. Good to see Alabama and Duke playing more football. Remember, was it about 10, 12 years ago, these two had a home-and-home? And and yes, Alabama played a game in Durham at little tiny Wallace Wade Stadium. And I think it was about 85% Alabama fans there, but it was a beautiful, sunny day when Alabama went to Durham and – fulfilled their end of the bargain playing coach Cutcliff and the fighting Duke Blue Devils there on Tobacco Road. That was that was a long time ago now. I mean, like I said, it's been about 10 years. Hard to believe. Speaking of the Crimson Tide, former QB and Alabama alum Jalen Hurts made his debut for the Oklahoma Sooners in their spring game in Norman this past weekend. And it appears that Hurts seemed to be collected and in command during OU's spring game. This was held Friday night. And the transfer seemed to be having fun out there, too. After a one-yard touchdown run on his final drive, Hertz ordered his offense to pose together in the end zone before the cameras. A ploy, he confessed, wouldn't have gone over all that well <laughs> with his previous coach, the, the aforementioned Nick Saban. And Hertz said, smiling, not doing that at the other place. My old coach, I probably would get a chewing for that one. Hertz had reason to be all smiles, delivering an impressively crisp showing while leading his red squad to a 35-14 victory over the white squad before a crowd of over 50,000 people in Norman for the spring game of the Oklahoma Sooners. Again, this was played Friday night. We're seeing more and more of these college football programs move their spring games to a Friday night. And I'll give Georgia Tech credit on this. They are the first team I can remember doing such a thing about seven or eight years ago. The Ramblin' Wreck moved it to a Friday to – really kind of stopped competing with other programs. In fact, it was a deal done where they didn't care if they were on TV or not. They did it so they could do a fireworks show and just be kind of a a different option on a Friday night in April. And that's gone over well. They've got another Friday night deal this year. But here, a legendary program like Oklahoma, the Sooners, having a Friday night thing. I think I saw Indiana, which is very similar in 
their appearance to Oklahoma also having a Friday night spring game. So, yes, I'm guilty. I watch spring games of even Big Ten teams. If if they're on the tube, I'll do anything to avoid watching soccer. That's me personally. <laughs> but don't we love football? In fact, I told I'm, – I'm here in Oxford. I told – my son, he and I went to the last game ever played of the Alliance of American Football's Memphis Express about three weeks ago. I told him, you know, this weekend we would have had the championship start or this this would have been the last regular season weekend and or the first weekend of the playoffs. And wouldn't that have been a really cool thing to have on TV to watch here in mid-April on tax day to have football played like that did mean something? Not big time something, but it did mean something to the players. And unfortunately, that league folded after my son and I went and saw him play no more. So I guess the Alliance of American Football can blame me for their downfall. Well, this is a story that's kind of like a downfall, and it involves an NFL and an NBA player teaming up for some shenanigans. Philadelphia Eagles cornerback Jalen Mills and Washington Wizards forward Devin Robinson were both arrested after a fight outside a nightclub in Washington, D.C. This happened on Saturday, and a program manager for the Metropolitan Police Department in Washington, D.C. confirmed that the AP that the Mills named in the police report is the Eagles player. And Mills and Robinson were charged with disorderly affray, which generally refers to fighting in a public place. The two men were, quote, involved in a verbal altercation, which escalated into a physical altercation on the sidewalk, adjacent to the opera nightclub early on saturday morning you know good things don't usually happen early on saturday morning outside the opera nightclub in our nation's capital robinson had to be taken to a hospital for treatment he also lost his job with the wizards so not good things happen Uh, not many good things happen when you have an nba and an nfl player getting into a little scuffle in the open public Mills started eight games for the Philadelphia Eagles last season before going on injured reserve in December after hurting a foot. And Philadelphia drafted him out of LSU back in 2016. And he was a part of the Eagles Super Bowl championship team of 2017. So NFL, NBA, stupidity together. You know, both leagues are guilty of having players who maybe don't do the smart thing at all time. And as we wrap up here with our weekend rewind, let's quickly look at some of the standings from Major League Baseball and our Southern perspective. Congrats to the Tampa Bay Rays. They are the leaders in the American League East right now with a 12-4 and record. That's several games better than the teams that trail them, the Yankees and the Red Sox, who are 1-6-9 and 1-6-10 right now. In the AL West, the Houston Astros are just behind the Mariners there in that particular division. And the National League, it's kind of really uh, really jammed up there in the standings in the NL East. The Mets and Phillies both have 9 and 5 records. The Braves are 8 and 6, while the Nats are 7 and 7 in that division right now. The Cardinals are nipping on the heels of the Brewers in the Central Division, and they're only one game behind the 10 and 6 Brewers. And that is a look at your Southern teams in Major League Baseball from this past weekend as we're about three weeks now into the regular season of the MLB. And that's a recap also of all things sports from this past weekend. When we come back after the break, Jerry Short, the teller of tales via Takapola, will be our special guest. Ain't no telling what old Jerry's going to have to tell us about. And we'll get his take from right here in Mississippi when we come back to more of y'all on location in Oxford. Stay with us. 
Imagine a mouthwash that whitens your teeth in just four days. Ooh, your party's this weekend. I'm so excited. New Act Whitening Mouthwash. Imagine strengthening your enamel. I'll take one of those brownies with extra pecans, please. Imagine safely removing stains every day. Coffee, ladies. I'll have an espresso. Imagine having a brighter, whiter smile in four days. New Act Whitening. Party time. I'm ready. Stop imagining. Start acting. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. Okay. Uh, two days until the first credit card bill's due, and then the next one's on the 12th. Oh, wait, wait. Is it the 14th? Oh, and I don't get paid for two weeks. Racking your brain to make credit card payments? Simplify your monthly expenses with a credit card consolidation loan through Avant. Avant helps you consolidate your debt into one fixed monthly payment at a competitive rate. Apply in just minutes. If approved, your funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. Consolidating the debt has put me back in control of my finances. To consolidate your credit card debt, go to Avant.com today. You could receive a loan from $2,000 to $35,000. Use promo code 2929 and you'll get a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. Just go to Avant.com and enter promo code 2929. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 2929. This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 1717. That's promo code 1717 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. It is the Y'all Show. Welcome back. It is the show that's all about the South. You found the spot on the radio dial and podcast dial that is deep fried with plenty of good information. I'm John Rawl, and on Mondays, we keep that good info flowing with the help of our friend Jerry Short, the teller of tales from Takapola, as we are just around the corner from Takapola. We are in Mississippi this week, Oxford to be specific. And Jerry is joining us now for our tales from yesteryear and some good stuff from today. Hey, Jerry, how you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing good. You're 21 miles from me. Well, uh, I figured that would be about as close as we need to get this time, Jerry. You know, <laughs> for our public, we need to kind of keep our distance. Uh, you're probably right. And I probably keep need to keep more distance than you do. So. Yes, you do. Uh, I know, I really do. Because I'm what they call beloved, Jerry. You are beloved. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're beloved all over the southeast. Well, that, and that's it. You know, some people are loved around the world, but I, as long as I've got Dixie covered, that's really about all I care about. 
that's all I care about, too. So drag me along on your heels. Well, you know, you, you might be beloved in Takapola, so let's give you some credibility <laughs> here today on the Y'all Show. Hey, Jerry, I'm in Mississippi alongside you, but not together with you right now, at least. And when I got to town... It was like uh, really bad weather, and it's been bad weather not only in Mississippi. They had some deadly tornadoes in this state over the weekend, deadly and bad weather in Texas and other southern states as that awful front made its way across the southeast. Oh, everything, hope everything's okay on your end, sir. Boy, it's, it is now, but it was very, very close. It, uh, you know, this this county and the edge of Lafayette and all was right on the, on the west side of the main that went through it was dropping tornadoes all the way off from central north mississippi over into alabama and it was a uh, I, I stayed up all night watching the weather man uh, out of uh Tupelo and he's he's really good he's as good a meteorologist as you'll ever hear i, I mean, think you're, really, you're talking about matt labon there at wtva in Tupelo, yeah and i don't know where he's from i think he's from tornado alley he is from, I think, Kansas. It's his yeah. native state. And in fact, his wife is named Emily. And I know this because I lived in the North Mississippi area for a number of years. I also had a sort of a family connection to that television station. It's w- oh, really? WTVA, the NBC affiliate in Tupelo. Uh, yeah, the guy that kind of hired him was once my uncle-in-law back in the uh, back in the day. And, and and Matt, good. yeah, but 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 look him up if you want to see a really cool thing sometime, Jerry or anybody listening. Matt Lobhan, L A U B H A N, I think this is how his last name is yeah. spelled. He's a meteorologist at WTVA Channel right. Nine in Tupelo, Mississippi, the NBC affiliate. He and his wife Emily actually were internet phenoms back before it became kind of the hip thing to be all over. That viral videos. The reason right. they're famous is they both worked at a television station in Lubbock, Texas, and oh, right in the alley. And he proposed to her. She was like the morning anchor, and he was the weather guy. And he did like a trick proposal of marriage on the air live, and it became yeah, kind of a right. viral sensation about ten yeah. years ago. So, if you want to see a good video, again, they were working out in West Texas together, and they got married. And hey. Kudos to them. They're still together, Jerry. Well, what does she do now? She's on WTVA2 now. Now, when they first moved to town, she had a non-compete, and she wasn't on the air. But in the last two right. to three years, she's, I believe, their main female anchor on WTVA. Okay. Well, I wondered how they kept him because, I mean, he is really good. You'd expect him to go file nationally yeah. with his stuff. Home syndication or something. He is good, and he's been in Tupelo at least five years now. But here's a shout-out to all of our local meteorologists across the South. Even in our smaller towns, no matter what small town you might be living in, chances are you've got a local affiliate near you that does an unbelievable job of covering weather. Because this time of year, especially as we approach closer to May and into the summertime, we have some scary stuff show up across the southeast. And, And just about every TV market has that person that you can kind of depend on. It might be more than one person. You might have more than one choice on the dial, but at least one station has put a lot of effort into retaining these good pe- people like Matt Lebon in Tupelo, Mississippi. And and these guys don't don't I know they work their tail off. I think you're gonna probably tell me that Matt was on for hours and hours and hours during right. this bad weather, right? Right. And he had a white shirt 
tying suspenders <laughs> and took the jacket off and he he settled in and you could tell his concern wasn't as much for property damage or something like that it was for the individuals he constantly kept reminding people and where they were and he'd keep an eye on the on the radar where the where the tornado if it was up or if it was down the speed it was just amazing he used three or four different uh radars and he'd use uh He'd use uh, Birmingham, he'd use Memphis, he'd use Jackson, mm-hmm. and he'd get information from those all simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he was an internet freak. Uh, he could he can multitask a million with a million and his phone and other people. It was amazing how good he was. He won almost hit Mississippi State University. Really? Yeah, it was coming straight for it, and it, he it was. He said, you know, I can see where this. This is sale is getting ready to make a. It's everything's in place. It's going. It's going to make a tornado. And right now the speed is a uh, hundred and thirty miles an hour. And then he 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 put it on the screen, and he'd put an arrow to where it was going, and he would say, "Okay, it will be there. It'll be there in eleven minutes at such and such. It'll be in such and such road crossing in seven minutes. <clears throat> okay, go seek a safe place now. If you're, he said, let's make a deal." If you'll send me a selfie of you, I'll put it on the screen up in the corner. He said, go get your selfie. Take a selfie and get in a safe place, and I'll, I'll put it on TV. And people would do that, and he'd give their name. And then, and then it, as it got to Mississippi State, it, would rent. it looked like it was going through the center of town, and it kind of tilted, and he said, it looks like it may tilt just a little bit. Well, it missed the center of campus by less than a mile. If you ever been to Mississippi State on the highway, 80, uh, 82, it goes to the north of the campus. And then there's Clayton Village on down from it. It split Clayton Village and Mississippi State. But right through there. And you could see the relief on his. It was just, just unbelievable, the relief on him. And he called a meteorologist and Evidently, they've got a uh, meteorologist school at Starkville, at Mississippi State. And he called one of the students that he stays in contact with, and he asked he was going to firsthand report after he went on by, and he was going on up to uh, the next town north of that. And he said, uh, tell me something. And the guy said, well, I was down. I had my head on. <laughs> he, came up. he said, look, and you're going to be a meteorologist, and you're – you're saying you didn't see it? He said, well, that's smart. You know, meteorologists, they know you've at least been taught to seek shelter and stay there till, it, till the danger's passed. But uh, he was really good. And then one of the meteorologists called him, and he was downtown Starville. And at one of the clubs down there, or restaurants or whatever you want to call them, the owners had closed it down and, and uh, had the students – uh, leave the building and they were pushed outside and rain and uh and underneath stuff that he just shook his head and he like he couldn't believe it anyway <clears throat> rough night and i know at least about 20 miles from starkville in hamilton mississippi which is in the southern end of monroe county one person died there when a tree fell on their home so it was a a deadly swath of storms pushing across mississippi over the weekend and i'm glad jerry 
all is well with you. And as we talked about, these meteorologists, not only in North Mississippi, but around the country, do an unbelievable job of kind of not only educating, but making us all feel a little bit better and, and giving us some great tips. I know, I think it was Matt there at WTVA who many years ago told people that, you know, one thing that if you have youngsters you can do to help save their life, buy a bicycle helmet and put a bicycle helmet on your kids and go seek shelter. If a kid puts on a bicycle helmet and a tornado comes, it will make their chances of living so much greater because they're so more prone to having a more severe head injury with a tornado and that by, uh, just a simple bike helmet, which a lot of kids already own, can help save right, their life. Right. That's the kind of stuff these meteorologists like LeBon do every day. Well, that's what he said. And then someone sent a selfie with a motorcycle helmet and a shield. Hmm. And he said, man, I should have been saying that. Yeah. <clears throat> that's even better if you have one of those. Yeah. Put it on with the shield. But if we followed that uh, path of that same tornado come through Starville, it went all the way up to... Do you know where Greenwood Springs is? I sure do. That's where they, they actually they, have a uh, – they have a uh, – speaking of meteorologists, that's where one of the main radars for all of that corner of Mississippi is located. Up in that area. It's right there. Well, they, they went on up in there, too. And yeah. they, he kept spotting, and he kept – you know, it was getting pretty late, then it was midnight or later. And they don't – usually I don't farm real late. It's cool. It was getting in the cooler weather. But it was one he kept trying to farm, and then it went across the Alabama line. And he cut it loose when he got to the Huntsville radar hmm. and it turned it over to them. That's about the time he signed off. And he would say, uh, okay, it's uh, sleep time. And on his, on his mouth, he'd write, sleep time behind you where it was all safe. So I, I was really impressed. Really yeah. impressed. And he does a great job. Again, shout out to Matt Laban there at WTVA Channel 9, uh, the longtime NBC affiliate in Tupelo, Mississippi. And again, I had back in the hurricane season, Jerry, I had a guy named Tim Miller, who's a meteorologist in Columbia, South Carolina, that goes above and beyond his line of duty because during hurricane season, this guy started doing it. And Matt probably does the same thing, if I had to guess. But Tim Miller in Columbia – he actually, from his home, which is about 45 minutes from the TV station, he started doing these updates all the time on Facebook Live. And on a Friday night at like 10 o'clock, he just started doing it. And he had thousands of people watching him. And it's, he was going through answering their questions, kind of giving his own prediction. He even had meteorologist buddies at other markets around the country join him. And that's just two of our many, many guys who are very crucial you got to have the technology. I understand that is important to know where this stuff is likely to go, but you also have to have to have the messenger and these southern meteorologists, meteorologists like a Laban or Tim Miller in Columbia, South Carolina. We just can't thank them enough for their going above and beyond the Call of Duty. Now, again, they probably are the richest people at the TV station. They they earn they earn their money, but they're they also the, right. the TV stations also make money off of having these kind of personalities there and and keeping them around for a long time. We will continue our discussion of North Mississippi with Jerry Short. When we come back, we'll wrap up this Monday edition of Y'all talking about Jerry's time in Como. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. 
Amazing stuff. Mirror bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the blue star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Allergy sufferers, my name's Nigel. As a wise and educated owl, I know the difference between what's wise and unwise. Suffering needlessly with allergy symptoms, unwise. Getting a free 10-day sample of Zizol, quite wise. Zizol is the allergy medicine that's just as effective at hour 24 as at hour 1, which makes getting a free 10-day sample one of the wisest things you can do. So don't be unwise. Be wise all and visit Zizol.com for your free sample today. Users directed. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When you're always on the go, what would you prefer? An office phone system? Hey, it's Rochelle. Sorry I missed you earlier. Had an errand to run, but I'm back in the office, so give me a call when you get this. Or one that works on your cell phone. No hardware needed, courtesy of Grasshopper. Oh, one sec. It's a business call. Hi, this is Rochelle with WayForward Partners. How can I help? There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair, but cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 1717. That's promo code 1717 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. My competition here on the Y'all Show. Welcome back. It's the show that's all about the South with your host, John Rawl, and that song, John Deere Green, from Joe Diffie. And the reason I say Joe Diffie is competition, if you haven't heard, Joe, a country music hit maker of the 1990s, he's now a radio personality. I think he's only doing what they call in the biz voice tracks, but he's now on the radio on a day-to-day basis in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which he's an Oklahoma native, but he's got a shift on radio in Tulsa every day on a country music station there, so kudos to Joe. Good to see him. He's still getting after it on tour all over the country and one of the great fixtures of the 1990s country music sound. And one reason we're playing that song is not only to alert you that Joe Diffie's entered the radio business as a host, trying to give the y'all show a run for its money but that song there included the lines about 
climbing up a water tower. And Jerry Short, boy, we're with you here today on the Y'all Show, wrapping up this Monday edition. And every time I hear that line in John Deere Green from Joe Diffie, I think of a young Jerry Short. Because just actually earlier today, Jerry, I was passing through the north end of Panola County in Mississippi. And there's a town called Como there, home of the famous Como Steakhouse. But at one time before becoming famous for a steakhouse, it was known as one of the childhood homes of one Jerry Short. And I know there's there's one memory you have specific that happened in Como that we all need to know about. Yeah, I guess that does bring back one. I must have told you a long time ago or something. uh, That's not fake news, is it? No, I not if I told it to you a long time ago. I had that time to make it up. <laughs> but uh, excuse me, I'm sorry y'all about my cough. But um anyway, when I was in the second grade in Como and I was always kind of a semi small, evil Knievel type. If you dared me to do something, I would do it. And we were playing on the playground and some water tower there and it's a pretty tall it's one of those old iron legged ones, you know. That, goes up and you can climb it's got a ladder on it if you get up that high you can climb up and then it's got a rail around the 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 tank itself that you can walk around that rail and then the very top of the water tower back then when they'd pump the water out of the ground and it would go to the top it would overflow and you never knew when it was going to overflow i guess it depended on how much water was being utilized in in the city of Como, which had about 700 people i think and uh, another thing it was famous for was uh, Stark Miller. And no, I, I take that back. There was another author. It was Stark Miller. Uh, anyway, it was famous for him. I can't remember who he was. I was just in the second grade. And what does that make you? About seven, eight years old? So, anyway, some guys uh, dared me to climb up to the top of the water tower at recess. And uh, we kept on arguing, and I said, yeah, I'll climb it. And I did. And I climbed it, and I got up on the top on it. I, I went over and under and tripped a little trip door, and I went up under this. I was standing on the railing around the top, and water started flowing out of the top. And it was coming on me like I was getting a shower. And it was, it was really coming down pretty good. So the bell rang. Everybody went in the schoolroom, and then I got come down. I came down a lot slower than I went up. It was scary, and I was wet, and I was it was it was water was coming on me as I come down. I got down finally. So oh, I was glad to get out. I had to drop about ten feet. It seemed like to hit the ground from the end of the ladder, but I dropped on down. And back then, all the heat was uh, radiated heat, and it was with coal cold burning heat so i knew where the boiler room was and i knew i was ringing wet so i went to the boiler room and i went in there and took my clothes off and was drying them in the boiler room and the school the teacher and the principals and everybody turned out to hunt me down and they like to never found me and then one boy came in there and he saw me and i said don't tell him i'll be in trouble i was more worried about my daddy i think but anyway they wasn't told of and they got me out, and I did. I caught probably not as much trouble as I should have caught from it. But it was a good experience to climb a water tower and get good wet and then go hide in the boiler room. 
And I've so, seen this. Well, this water tower still exists in Como, Mississippi. It does. It sure does. And it's right by the school that you were attending as a lad. And it's and a go- tall water tower. So I had to ask Jerry Short, the teller of tales. And I don't think this is a tale that we're telling here today. This is a true tale. If 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 I uh, do, I need to go round up some of your witnesses from nineteen sixty whatever, uh, fifty whatever. Oh, I just know one that's dead. I could probably <laughs> get you in touch with two. Okay, but, you uh, think they would still remember that? I think so. I think that anybody living in that town would probably remember <laughs> because they they put the uh, siren alarm on at the fire station, which was right down there next to it. So. Yeah, I, believe me, uh, it's a wonder I can sit down today. I got a pretty good whipping out of it. You think you were in the second grade? I went first and second grade there, and I'm sure it was. Okay. I'm sure second grade. My, my first first grade deal, my mother had me taking piano lessons at $2 a month, and I started keeping it to $2 because I didn't like piano. And then to come time for the recital, and I, I didn't have a spot in the recital recital so i got a pretty good whip in that year <laughs> so, yeah. so, so, so not only were you a, a a knucklehead for climbing water towers you're also a, just a really bad kid it sounded like sounds like i might have been a little bit worse than most people but you know what comes to pass comes to pass i always like to climb i climbed fire towers when i was really young a lot and and then of course i was, that's the reason i wanted to be a paratrooper because I like that hike, and, and you got a paratrooper, you can at least jump, and if you fall, you can hit the ground and live through it. So, you know that might have had a little bit to do with it, but yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> I'll I'll take you up there and let you climb, and I'll I'll show you where, where to get on. Which right. going. That's if just what I'm on. look. Just what exactly I was looking to do, thanks to you and Jer- uh, <laughs> to Joe Diffie singing John Deere Green. You know, he climbed the water tower in that song to profess his love to some girl in second grade. I don't think you were even doing that. You were no. just doing because uh, you were you were a cra- oh, you were a darn been, fool. I think that might have had something to do with because uh, I was crazy about a girl, but all of us were. I think she was the only good looking girl in my one room school. There was a one room school out. You know, I had the same teacher in the first and second grade, and she was by far the best-looking girl. <laughs> so I was trying to impress her, I'm sure. Mm. Mm. Isn't well, that pitiful? Well, it is pitiful, but somehow or another, again, you evidently must have made it down from that water tower. And, yeah. uh, kids, and we want to talk about how bad these millennials are now, Jerry, and how just out of oh, touch yeah. they are and how they don't listen and they're, they're knuckleheads. And here we are going back to the 1950s with you being a knucklehead. Oh, we did so much more dangerous stuff, you know, but what they do now ruin you for life. And what we did would ruin you. I, for I think month. falling off a water tower might help ruin your life too. Now, that I, I was going to be the other part of my ruin you, ruin you for the moment or ruin it uh, indefinitely. Either way, either way is a bad way to end you come off of a water towel but uh yeah I, i'm like you every time i was in every time i go through combo i look at that water towel and for some reason uh it it makes me think of that same instrument every time i go by it i don't care how i look at it and i think about it. well you little nine-year-old fool <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was was there any kind of? I mean, since you happen to claim to know all kind of crazy facts and things like that from seventy years ago, 
do you yeah. remember if they had any kind of deterrent to keep someone from climbing the water tower at those days? No, what it was, the bottom ladder, you know, it's got like one, two, three, four, or five legs on it. But then it's a ladder on, it's a ladder on one of the legs, iron ladder on one of the legs. But it's up. It was up where you couldn't reach it. The adult couldn't even reach it. And then it had, uh, then it had like a round, uh, metal was bent around the back where when you went up, it wouldn't used to first, first started up maybe for 20 feet. You had that you could lean against. Well, some other boys, other nine-year-old boys, helped pick me up and get me where I could reach it and do a pull-up and get on up on the ladder. And that was the only deterrent to keep you to keep you off of it. Now, it seems to me like it. I'm not making this up. I'm just trying to pull back from memory. It seems to me like they put kind of a, a cage trap on the bottom of it after that, where that would never happen again. The water tower was on the school property. And it's right beside where a railroad track runs at the city of New Orleans run. And they probably had 10 trains a day come by there then. So it was a real busy area. And, uh, then they had a walkway under the, under the railroad track to go downtown, uh, Como from the school. It was a big two story brick school over on that side. But our t- one room school house was in one end of the gymnasium. So that's, and then the, the boiler room was on the other end. So that's that's how I made my rounds. <laughs> I wasn't in the high school, and we only had that one teacher. And I remember her name was Miss Tampkin. So uh, she, uh, she, she had her hands She probably full. retired from teaching the next day. Uh, if she didn't, she wanted to. <laughs> she thought about it. And yeah, let, me, yeah. let me tell our audience, once again, we're talking with Jerry Short, Teller of Tales from Dr. Paula. This is not a tale today. I've seen the water tower. Again, it's your standard water tower you'll see in any small town. It's a couple of hundred feet, I guess, up in the air. I reckon you just thought you could jump up there and jump back down all in one recess period, huh? Oh, yeah. I thought it'd be real easy, you know, and I'd just jump up and go on. And at first, I wasn't scared at all. You know, 10, 12 feet, 15 feet, and then my heart started beating through my shirt. But I wasn't about to come down and act like I was scared. So I just kept going. And then when I got on the top rail up there and I heard the school bell ring because it was on the school ground, I heard the bell ring and the recess was over. And then everybody said, said, come on, come on, Jerry, come on, come on down, come on down. And I said, I, I, I will. And I like to never made that first move off of that rail to get back on that ladder. I was absolutely, I, I hate to admit it, but I was scared. And uh, I came on down just like one easy step at a time. And when I got down, when I, by the time I got down, down, it was the afternoon. They had the shades down on the west side of the school and that faced the water tower. So nobody could see me. So I guess I just didn't get picked up and nobody in town was paying any attention, even though it was right behind the, uh, fire department. But anyway, yeah, it was, it was a, <clears throat> day truth, it was a, I got in those same situations. Tell you the truth is just stupid. Is that what you're trying to tell us? Gosh, I hate to call myself that so much. <laughs> you know, if I could just do it every night and then. I just uh, was having a lot of fun for a little kid that was a little bit out of bounds. Let's say that. Uh, I would you say know? that's a polite way. And, and here's the other part that makes it even more dumb. It was dumb and now stupid, too, because you did all that, risk your life, and I don't see any reward that came out of it. Well, let's did you, see. Did you get a medal? Did you even get a kiss? 
no, I got a whipping. Does that count? <laughs> so, so I think a whipping probably, that might have been a reward. It might have kept me from climbing to it again. Uh, <laughs> I figured once was enough. Well, Jerry, I don't so, claim to be all about Greenpeace, and I'm not a, necessarily going to win an award myself for being an environmentalist. But I will have to say that water towers really do make a lot of towns look stupid because they just stand out. They're just they're just atrocious in most cases. I don't know any water tower that's like, wow, that's a beautiful work of art right there. But the reason I bring it up, Jerry, they 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 served a purpose when you climbed them back in the fifties, and I guess they're still serving a purpose. We haven't come up with a better solution, right? Uh, not really. Not unless uh, you know, they're prettier now. They try to make them look really good they'll make them look like a golf ball set on top of a of a golf tee some of them do and, and you know if you don't really but the kind they would have back in those days was just old iron bolted and welded together and if you remember they took one down at the uh, university of mississippi that had been at camp mccain mississippi and i would say that was a twin to that one the way it was built if you remember it if, if think about it you remember Took that one down up at the uh, University of Mississippi, and they had originally taken it down in after World War Two at uh, Camp McCain in Grenada, and moved it to the University of Mississippi. Well, they finally took it down, and they put one of those golf ball type ones up. So, but it's still the same principle, right? Yeah, I mean they still <clears throat> are big old thing up in the air, and it's kind of yeah. crazy. We can send a man to the moon. We can take a picture of the black hole. But we still have these water towers dotting the landscape that just don't look that pretty. Well, I guess the only good thing you get out of it is gravity fed, you know, the water can be. And you don't have to use electricity. And you can cut back on a lot of that. You can grab, But you got to use electricity to get it up in it, up to the top. But you don't have to use uh, uh, kind of like the old uh, windmills on the old western and on the farm at Tigerpola, we had we had one on our farm, a windmill that would pump the water, but it would manually pump it, you know. Mm-hmm. But you had to have wind to do it, and then it wouldn't have to go up that high. And then in South Louisiana, they call them cisterns, and they get it all with rainwater off old tin roofs, and the gutter it runs it off to the side, and the and the tank itself would just be at the end of the house, and it holds the water there. I never did think that was real uh, mm, clean, I guess, is a clean clean word to say. I never did like drinking that water when I first went down to yeah. South Louisiana. They, come out, they call it cistern water. That doesn't sound good to start there with. <laughs> You're right on that. Well, Jerry, tell you what, I do not like water towers so much so that I'm going to start a new crusade here on the Y'all Show. We're going to start uh, a boycott of water. We're not going to drink it, and we're not going to use it until we – Come up with a better solution to water towers. How Wait a minute. How does that sound? Is, well, I think I've already read about that in the Green Plan the Democrats are proposing. It's, it's they're, they're against water, too? I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but what, what are we going to replace it with? What do you think would be good? Oh, we'll come up with something. We'll come up with something, all right, Jerry. All right. That sounds good. Jerry Short, teller of tales from Takapola, and uh, you don't have to have your boycott of water, but I'm going to go ahead and start a a whole crusade here on the Y'all Show. We will catch up with you next week. Water tower or no water tower. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I'll see you then. All right, Jerry Short, everybody. 
Well, that will wrap up this Monday edition of Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Make sure you stick around for Tuesdays, y'all. The barrister of Bodacious Barbecue will be on to give us his report, and we'll have plenty of other good stuff as we continue our broadcast from Oxford, Mississippi this week. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. See y'all later. Imagine feeling fearless when you walk into the dentist. Hi, I'm here for my appointment. Act anti-cavity rinse. Imagine a mouthwash that strengthens your enamel against harmful acids, like coffee. Cappuccino for Sarah. While preventing cavities up to 70% versus brushing alone. I'll have a scone, too. For a confident feeling in your oral health. Oh, hi there. Sarah, you look great. Act anti-cavity. Stop imagining. Start acting. Use as directed. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council.